Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! Yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell, and this right here, it's your KC the word kansas city we back y'all well yeah we're back we we, we promised you well we didn't promise we had said that we'd have some audio on your feed this week got back from new york it was an amazing trip christmas vala anniversary it was a blast kitty is currently enjoying her snow day took a couple extra days off i apologize but we're gonna make up for that today on the show today we're gonna talk to edward smalls he is the man behind reroll tavern and vignettes bar and if you have not heard about this yet we have brought dunder mifflin to kansas city courtesy of the vignettes bar it's amazing they do all kind of pop-ups in there and we're gonna chat with edward also on the show today we wrap with some comedy some funny folks brandon patrick one of my favorite kansas city comedians he has since now moved to denver but still doing the damn thing got all kinds of projects in the works it's a very good conversation my guy is very funny do me a solid my friends rate review subscribe do that thing you do we are having a bit of a moment on your kc morning show i love it so hey welcome to the new kc morning hose we'll send you a, a mug in the mail i promise up next edward smalls and brandon patrick a good day to be a kansas cityan mm, always my name's hartzel we'll see you in the morning bye Your style is unorthodox, but effective. The KC Morning Show. Attention, everyone. Hello. Uh, Yes, I just want you to know that uh, this is not my decision, but from here on out, we can no longer be friends. And when we talk about things here, we must only discuss uh, work-associated things. And uh, you can consider this my retirement from comedy. And in the future, if I want to say something funny or witty or do an impression, I will no longer ever do any of those things. Does that include that's what she said? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow, that is really hard. You really think you can go all day long? Well, you always left me satisfied and smiling, so... That's what she said! <laughs> Edward Smalls, thanks for being on the show, my friend. We teed it up a little bit in our intro. This concept is amazing. We got Scranton, PA in KC. Tell me everything. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Hartzell. So, yeah, we have currently our running pop-up is Assistant to the regional pop-up bar. (laughs) This is our office-inspired pop-up bar, which allows you to escape to the electric city to enter into our own uh, twist on Dunder Mifflin. In a way, we've opened up our own office of Dunder Mifflin, um, and all of your favorite office characters are working there. So we've got a cocktail menu that's deeply inspired by 
all sorts of references from the show. The entire space has been completely flipped to look like an office of Dunder Mifflin. And we've got even live entertainment on Friday and Saturday night, as well as trivia on Wednesday, an awkward open mic on Monday. And um, we're going to be having karaoke soon on Sundays at Vignette's Bar, where we have assistant to the regional pop-up bar. You got to back up for me, my brother. How did any of this get started? Because this is too cool. Absolutely. So we're obviously huge fans of the show and we all just adore the office on on a deep level not just because it's freaking hilarious uh but because of the just kind of the sentimentality of the characters that we all fell in love with um and we've created vignettes bar as this place to be a portal to some of our favorite fandoms essentially every two to three months we completely transform the interior of vignettes into a set um, to sort of a artistic and uh, cocktail style testament to some of our, our favorite shows, movies, books. And we opened this about six months ago. And the first one we did was Apparition Dracula. And then we did Lord of the Drinks. A lot of us were in theater. So we're like, you know what we've always wanted to do? is get drunk while like sitting on stage like getting that experience and one of the things i can tell just looking off of social media you know this isn't one of those things where you can say hey we got office night on a tuesday and there'll be the theme song playing on the speaker and maybe you get a couple knickknacks to take home no this is not that this is a immersive experience yeah Yes, sir. Yeah, we've got not everything from uh, the you know the broad strokes of transforming our event space to look like an office to making sure that we have you know the exact little picture of Asian Jim you know on his desk the uh, the fortifications <laughs> of pencils between uh, Dwight and Jim the messages from future Dwight all sorts of references all, all throughout. Next year for Halloween, can we bring in Recyclops? You know, there's a chance there. There's there's always an opportunity to uh, do something like that. Pop-ups, to me, feel like they are the new hotness, and I think that might be one of the, the legacies of this, you know, new normal world or whatever the hell we want to call this thing. But I also got to feel like, you know, it is a bit of a, a bit of a risk. You have a small concept planning on packing up after a certain amount of time. Yeah, I, I do think there's some chaos that goes into it. You know, it always sort of feels like we're, we're putting together a show, even though at this point we put on about together, our company's kind of put on about, you know, six different pop-ups as we go into them. There's always a little bit of anticipation. We're like, are people actually going to like this one? Like, so we're always, uh, you know, obsessing and uh, there's, there hasn't been a pop-up that it hasn't been the wee hours of the night, uh, the night before we open where we're there, you know, either painting or, or, you know, adding another reference or just fiddling with something and not going like, Oh geez, I hope, I hope you'll actually like this one. And, and so, so far, it's we've been so, so humbled by how much and how well Kansas City has responded to these concepts. Real genuine pleasure to be able to do something here and, and, and interact with all the you know awesome people. And that short run does really allow us to try really weird things. We've been able to add things to this menu, for example, that like you would never find on a cocktail menu, you know, at your standard restaurant or, you know, long-term cocktail bar. By the way, you mentioned uh, in our little kind of pre-talk, you mentioned the baked beans and the chili with Kevin. We actually have a baked beans based old fashioned. (laughs) 
on our menu. Yeah, it's pretty freaking wild. The part that's like the craziest thing is that it tastes good. We, we kind of like put it together like, okay, how can we possibly put baked beans and make it chilly old fashioned? And then we're all sitting around at, at 2 a.m. on a Tuesday tasting. And we're like, is this like really good? The trick is, you know, anyone kind of put together the weird stuff. We also have to make sure the flavor profiles match up. And um, Scott Helling and Zach McKenzie, who design our menu, just have that have that great depth of, of cocktail experience and knowledge and so far you know pretty obsessive love of each of the um, the ideas that we've kind of been able to to work on and to bring to to life i like to tell people it's not a tiki bar it's a geeky bar because it's all those uh, kind of bizarre things that we're pulling together there and so far we have only had one person flip it upside down accidentally <laughs> in one of the greatest tragedies of our time was it you it was me. It was me. Yeah. Can you tell us about the whole concept, not just vignettes, but also re-roll tavern? I love Kansas City because we love doing dope shit, and this seems like some real dope shit. Absolutely. So yeah, so Reroll Tavern is right next to Vignettes Bar. We've, we've opened up the two kind of uh, concurrently, Vignettes and Reroll. Reroll Tavern is North Kansas City's premier board game bar. We've got 500 of the world's best board games there. We've also um, got kind of a full uh, selection of, you know, of course, cocktails and beers, but also pizzas and hot dogs that we make in-house. So we've got everything from hot dogs that are primarily inspired by things like Dungeons and Dragons. We've got things like the Demogorgon Dog which utilize spice banded barbecue sauce made by my in-laws pizzas that are all inspired by the different uh, planeswalkers of magic the gathering so we kind of go, go go all over the place there so yeah edward do you have any star wars for me that would be almost too much for my Look, little nerd heart but if you do you know i'll be there every day well i you know i think i might have to send you a message in the next couple months there's some things coming down the pipeline you know i gotta like cue cantina music ominously and then, of course, um, you know, not only do we have quite a few different Star Wars board games um, and, and, and RPGs at Reroll, uh, if you take a look, we have this wonderful mural at Reroll that uh, sort of encompasses a combination of all of our favorite, like, fantasy and sci-fi ideas. And there's there's definitely a pretty epic star fight right above Tatooine on, on, our, uh, on our wall. I'm just going to say it. You bring me blue milk, I'll be there opening night. Okay, okay. Stay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> what, what sort of pop-up bar would we be if around May 4th we weren't, we weren't thinking about something in that general direction so i mean man you're having too much fun with this everyone always says what is the worst investment you can make what's the most risk heavy thing you can get involved with starting a bar opening a restaurant well you did those things in the middle of a global pandemic my brother what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> You know, I, I think it's one of those things where you, you get hooked into something that you just love doing and, uh, you know, rain or shine, it's what you want to do. I mean, both both myself and uh, the people I work with that I've had the pleasure of working with, a lot of these people over about six years through a variety of projects, you know, some of us work together at a business that used to work at Fawn and Pine, um, as well as with Apparition, the Halloween Papa Bar, you know, both myself and our, our crew. I mean, we just... We love creating menus, building things out, and just hosting people and having a, a place for people to come to relax. Some great advice at the beginning of my uh, restaurant bar journey. My friend Eddie, the former owner of Ollie's, he told me that uh, when people come into your establishment, you know, these are all, you know, the doctors, the lawyers, you know, the people who are all, you know, off, you know, saving lives, you know, medics, um, et cetera, you know, just living their lives. And that's the way that you can, you know, enrich their lives a little bit, give them that hospitality 
really that that moment to sort of escape from the mundane uh, so they can go back to do it all. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's really something that for, I think, you know, myself and for everyone on our crew, we just, we kind of view it as a vocation. We just, we love making people happy. We love feeding them good food, getting some delicious drinks and uh, helping them kind of escape for a little bit and enjoy that. So that's honestly, that's what, that's what motivates us. You know, every day it's like, we get up and we're like, we can do something really freaking weird and really freaking fun. And, uh, you know, <laughs> as long as Kansas City likes coming to these places, we're going to keep doing it. We're thrusting this new normal on you all as you're trying to navigate it yourself and you're doing us a service. And in this situation, my friend, you are you are taking us back to the office. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you for everything you're doing and everything you're doing, like highlighting local businesses, local entertainers and, and you know, all sorts of people. So, yeah, you do you do a great job. So thank you so much for doing that. And thank you for the opportunity to come on the show. And uh, in terms of going back to the office, hopefully this is a little more fun than when you actually get back to the office. I think that your boss might be upset if you, you know, actually do show up with a giant jello shot surrounding your coffee mug there. You know, maybe they'd be thrilled, though. If you work at, you know, what, what's our office, I think they'd, they'd be very happy about that. But uh, <laughs> one more time, tell us where we can go to get information. Do we need to get tickets for anything? Yeah, Vignettes Bar is what it's called. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. It's all first come, first serve, except for trivia. So we're currently doing trivia, office trivia, every Wednesday for the duration of the run. The way that works is tickets go on sale for the next Wednesday at nine o'clock on the Wednesday beforehand. And those tickets sell out really quickly for that trivia. So you want to grab those. If you're uh, really interested in going to trivia, um, but generally speaking, it's just first come, first serve. Um, and if there is a little bit of a wait, what you do is you actually can hang out at a reroll tavern. We'll actually have a complimentary board gaming. It's usually five dollars, but we'll waive that for you. So you can play some board games, eat some food, drink, and relax. Um, and then we'll bring you in to Dunder Mifflin. Find it on Instagram at Vignettes Bar and Facebook, Facebook.com, and Reroll Tavern, which is just spelled out the way that you think it is. My brother, thank you, Edward. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Thanks again, Hartzell. Finally, The Rock has come back to Kansas City. They love The Rock and Casey. The Casey Morning Show. Brandon, is this the first time on this show? First time on the show, man. That's not even funny. That's a travesty. Long time listener, first time caller. Brandon Patrick, a comedy staple in Kansas City. He's doing the damn thing now in Denver. My guy, welcome to the show. Tell these folks what you're working on. Man, I got a lot of sh- in the work, uh, stuff in the works. Oh, and boy. Shoot from the hip. Okay. Man, they, they really hate that at NBC, though. I'll tell you that for free. They don't like it when you just come out and tell them what it is. But, man, you know what? I think I'm going to do a new album this year, and I'm probably going to do it in Kansas City. Hell yeah, man. There we go. When's the last time you did some live recorded comedy? Has it been since pre-craziness? Yeah. So, I mean, I did my first album four and a half years ago on my birthday, and then... That was in Kansas City. And then right during the big whole Panini thing, when that happened, I had a bunch of sets recorded on my phone. And I cleaned one of them up, put it up on iTunes. It's uh, The Ballad of Trash Can. It's uh, it a really good album. It's just very short. But it was like, man, it was cool to do something during the pandemic where it was like, I want to put something out and I want people to receive it. I want it to be good. And went number one on iTunes, went number one on Spotify, went number one on Amazon, went number one on Google Play. Not title, but, you know, hey, four number ones is not bad for, you know, kind of an unknown cat. And so this next one, I think we're going to do a video component and make it and just really cool. So how do you take the stuff you learned, all the success from what you learned, and try to take that now to this whatever this is going to end up sorting itself out to be? 
Well, you know, I'm really bad at pivoting, so I'm not going to change up too much. I mean, it's going to be new material. I've been putting out shorter projects. My first album was a half hour. Second album was like 15 minutes. I think the next one's going to be the full hour where it's like people really get to see my point of view on, you know, my family. And that, that's kind of a lot of the material, my dad, and how I got my dad fired from a job and just various like more me, you know what I mean? Instead of going like, bigger production bigger job it's just gonna be really me centered which is my favorite thing to do and favorite thing to talk about it's like what's better than me you know why would you step on the lead i mean why would you talk about anybody other than yourself brandon patrick so why were you not doing that before well i was doing it to a degree but it was like you know it's very hard to be personable and personal you know to be like i'm gonna let you in on some of my neuroses and my darkness. So I would kind of write jokes that were jokes. This obviously didn't happen. This is a funny thing to talk about. But now it's like, no, nah, there's some real things that happen that are hilarious. That now that we have enough time and we're removed from, you know, my dad got a new job after I got him fired. It's like, it's a better <laughs> situation, you know? Brandon, what is comedy now? Everybody's talking about cancel culture and all that bullshit which I don't believe is a real thing. I, I can't wait to get canceled, man. Dave Chappelle got canceled, got 60 million. Kevin Hart got canceled, got millions. You know, I, I can't wait to get canceled. It's like a carny scam. You know, it's like, I'm so controversial. These people don't want to hear from me. And then all the people that already agree with you are like, we got to double down and support this dude. He's a real one. It's like, no, he's not. That dude's a millionaire and he's never hanging out with real people. But... Man, they the cancel culture thing is just a bunch of people who did really or problematic things in the past. And instead of being like, you know what, I should not have done it that way. Now that I'm older, I should look at it from a different perspective. And I apologize. instead of doing that, they're just doubling down. Like Chappelle was one of my favorite comics of all time. Man, Chappelle was my guy. You know what I'm saying? I have every Chappelle thing he's ever done. But it's like, God damn, dude, this dude really is a bully now. You know what I mean? Like, he's not hes not the innovative thought leader that everyone fell in love with. You know, it's like now he's this old dude who's rich, who, you know, he's very funny, but he's not pushing the culture in a, a way that challenges anything. He's just basically saying, yo, I can rely on these old homophobic and transphobic stereotypes. And, you know, that's how I'm going to make my money. And all the people who are jumping on and latching to him, the whole Rogan thing, like all those people are like, yeah, he's telling the truth. He's doing it for us. And it's like, dude, I would rather be the guy that like admits fault, you know, admits that he did some weird things or wrong things in the past. You can see a trajectory of growth, both in my material and in my personal life, where it's like this dude is really committed to being a better version of himself. And it's like, that's, it's constantly leveling up, man. You can you can either evolve or you become like a Ric Flair where you're this novelty that just does the same thing. It's like, you're 80 years old, man. Why are you pretending you're still flying and all these women, bro? You're, you, you're too old. Do something else. And also, he's super problematic, which is another thing that I think even makes your point even more on the nose. You know, you try to level up. That's the goal of comedy, but you don't punch down. Exactly. How do we make jokes about Kanye? Do we make jokes about Kanye right now? Is that too much? I mean, let's also be real, too. If it's funny, it usually gets a pass, no matter how bad or indecent or problematic it is. So with the thing like Kanye, I look at it this way. Like, Kanye's got bipolar. I've got bipolar. 
And so whenever I see Kanye make a move, I'm like, who's driving that car? Is it manic or is it the depressive? And it's like, oh man, he's, he's manic right now, bro. Sending a whole truck full of roses to your ex. Like, man, Pete is going to f*** on those roses, bro. Why are you positioning? You're giving that dude wins, you know what I mean? And it's like, when you talk about something that's kind of controversial or whatever, if you can ground it to yourself, I think you get more of a pass. You know what I mean? The reason Chappelle's transphobic stuff doesn't fly with a lot of people is because it's very clear that he doesn't have trans people in his circle. It's very clear that that's not the company that he keeps. So he's talking about it from an outsider's perspective and he's treating them like they're outsiders. Whereas if I were going to make fun of Kanye, I would be like, yo, I am so glad that I'm not famous when I'm manic because the moves that I would make are on the scale of the moves that he would make. <laughs> but I don't have the resources to send a truck full of roses to my ex. You know, I just send kind of a DM on Instagram and then delete it in the morning. Like that's kind of my speed right now. Brandon, my brother, what are you working on right now? Where can people go to find you? What's next on your comedy plate? You know, just kind of grinding it out. I think I'm going to be in Manhattan, Kansas in April. So I'm pretty excited about that. I want to, I love that place, man. Every time I go, it's like, I like the Midwest. You know, I love Denver, the mountains. I love weed. I love smoking weed openly. I mean, it's great, but it's like, fuck, I love the authenticity of the Midwest, man. People are real in Kansas City. Like, I love, I love coming up in that city, man. I, I feel like I did everything you can do in Kansas City as a comedian. And I did a lot of it first. I was the first one to independently put an album out. I was the first one to have, like, a monthly show that was good that people came to. I was the first to do a lot of things with, you know, a lot of my friends. And it's like, it's always cool to see who's picked up the torch. There's so many funny people doing awesome shit in Kansas City. Kaylee Carr, Aaron Scarborough, um, that's it. No, I'm just kidding. There's a bunch <laughs> of people doing cool shit. It's like, you guys have more than any other city venues that support. Like the Rhino, dude, those guys are awesome. It's like, when I hit him with an idea, like for my birthday, I was like, yo, I want to do something, but I'm coming off a week of shows at the Improv, and they're not going to be happy if I promote another stand-up show right after, you know what I mean? Because they're going to look at it as like, we lost ticket sales because you promoted this other thing. But I was like, maybe I could do like a premiere of like uh, the burrito show that I was working on. Let's do it. And we got to do it. It was a big party. You know, you came out. I had a bunch of my friends. A bunch of girls came back from the hotel room. I can't talk about that. But man, that was a great time. We're actually going to have Susanna Lee on the show tomorrow. We've had a lot of our funny friends on the show. Even right now, I know that you got to put a bit of a face on because we don't know how this thing is going to fall out. You can't say that things are tough because nobody wants to hear that. That's not funny, but that is real. So how are you How are you sorting through this stuff as we try to figure it out, honestly, in real time? You know, it's very interesting who's coming out to shows now. You know, it used to be you buy a ticket to a comedy show, you go to a comedy show. Now you have to buy a table, you know, because of COVID, you have to buy an entire table, which means you have to get a group together. And like people are still kind of nervous about coming out in groups. And you really see it in the people who come out where it's like there's a lot of tension up front where it's like was this a good move should we have done this nobody's got a mask on we're all laughing which is the exact same biochemical response as a cough so like all these germs are flying everywhere but i tell you what man once that first laugh hits people get a level of relief 
and a level of like catharsis that I don't think they ever got before. And I, I never am one of those like comedies, the last comedy is some silly shit that I got good at. You know, I, I don't think of it as important or necessary, but for the first time ever, I'm really feeling like people are like, this was needed, you know, like this levity was important because man, everybody lost some, someone over the past two years. Everybody dealt with something, you know, everybody's been cooped up. So when we get them out of their houses, we get them in our faces and we're making them laugh, we're actually bringing something to these people and it's a level of joy we've never experienced. And it's like, shows are going fucking well, bro. I haven't had a bad show in two and a half years. And it's just it's just off the strength of like people needed these laughs. It's the first time I ever get to look at what I do and be like, this is this is important and this is affecting people and I'm affecting people. My DMs used to just be chicks that wanted to hook up, which, you know, they still can be at Brandon Comedy. But, you know, now it's people like, hey, you know, I lost my dad earlier in the year and your jokes about your dad. It, it just brought me back to a place. And thank you so much. That's like that is so I never thought that I would be someone who got like anything out of people saying stuff like that. But man, that's really been a new bonus to this job. I mean, I, I really love the money, but getting to put actual like happiness in people's soul, that's something I've never experienced. That's some shit that I'm like, yo, I'm going to chase that for the rest of my days. You know what I mean? I know you did the burrito show. We talked about this off air. I think the next step is more video streaming, maybe yeah. some, some YouTube stuff, some Twitch stuff. You mentioned the Twitter for the DMs. Where can people go to get a hold of uh, of you? Actually, everything is Brandon Comedy. I, I was very aggressive in getting Brandon Comedy on everything. So my website is brandoncomedy.com. You can message me through there. It goes directly to my phone. You can... Instagram me, Brandon Comedy. You can Twitter me, Brandon Comedy. Facebook, don't Facebook me. I don't really check Facebook that often. That's for like my mom and like, you know, people like that, but whatever. Yeah, everything is Brandon Comedy. It's easy to find me. And it's fun, man. You know, I, I might even start doing TikTok stuff. Some other dude actually got Brandon Comedy on TikTok. I had to get a bullshit name on TikTok for a little bit. It's uh, King Patrick 87 You know, follow me on Twitter. I got a bunch of funny tweets. I post a bunch of cool stuff and instagram and i post a story pretty much every day i think i've always got something running on instagram i got music recommendations i'm putting a band together man it's gonna be fun give you guys like some exclusive shit. you can do whatever you want with it i've been a fan for a long time man i i i love what you do what you do for the city of kansas city the energy you bring i always said man hartzell's better than coffee man you energize everyone around you bro people knew that we were having this conversation at 8 a.m., bro. Listen, I don't wake up until probably 11.30, but I'm excited. You know what I mean? You got that good energy, bro. He's going to open my next album. So let's say that. Let's say that. Let's say that we don't do it on the show. Let's say you got it, man. You open the next show with that energy, and, man, we'll do something really special for the city. Book that shit, Boom. Brandon. Let's go. Look at that. You're going to do some great things, and we're going to laugh along the way. I cannot wait to see where you'll go, my friend. It's going to be a fucking fun-ass time. Isn't it rich? Are we a pair? Me here at last on the ground. You in midair. 
send in the clowns Isn't it bliss Don't you approve One who keeps tearing around One who can't move Where are the clowns Send in the clowns Just when I'd stopped Opening doors Finally knowing the one that I wanted was yours Making my entrance again with my usual flair Sure of my lines No one is there Don't you love the farce My fault I fear I thought that you'd want what I want Sorry, my dear But where are the clowns? Send in the clowns Don't bother, they're here Isn't it rich? Isn't it queer? Losing my timing this late in my career. Where are the clowns? There ought to be clowns. Well, Maybe next year. You're listening to the KC Morning Show.